Welcome to the Institute's Leading Edge, a show dedicated to helping the automotive aftermarket service industry. Covering topics suggested by you, the listener, we dive into what's important, getting you what you need to succeed. Here's what's coming up. People still have this old style mentality that that a shop is out to get them. They're out to gouge them. The industry has changed. The amount of codes in a Ford F-150, 143,000 lines of code. Uh, The fighter jets these days have 34,000 lines of code. We are much more complicated. So we we really probably have an industry problem as much as we have a perception problem from the public. Yeah. Um, In that we still see ourselves as 1970s, 1980s uh, mechanics in large doing the same things over and over. I see Jimmy, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I see um, it. I I travel all over the country. I go to shops all the time. We need your help. By submitting questions or topics to institute at ifrave.com, we can continue to cover things that are relevant to you. But for now, we've collected a panel of experts to get you serious results. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. I thought I would start off with uh, this question for you guys. Oh, before we go there, uh, we have uh, Jimmy Lee from Kukui. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for coming. Hello. Thank and uh, Patrick Howard um, from... Which of the three shops do you want me to mention? Um, all of them. From all of those shops. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, so today we're going to talk about uh, educating customers. And I thought I would start off with this. I know when I was a young person in this industry that there was um, kind of some preconceived notions uh, by people about the automotive industry. What do you think, um, has it changed from... 20 years ago, um, I think before people felt like we were just mechanics, greasy mechanics, and that uh, they were likely to get ripped off. Um, how has that changed in, in your opinion? We'll start with you, Patrick. Well, I think, uh, I think a lot of this, you know, has to do with, you know, educating the consumer, um, kind of the topic of conversation here. Um, I know back when I started back in the eighties, um, it, it was kind of, we were working on, uh, cars that weren't that advanced that didn't need a high level of, uh, proficiency. Uh, but the cars as they've changed, have gotten more and more advanced and, uh, you know, keeping up with that technology has really changed, uh, the caliber of person that you need working on them. And, um, in, in doing that, uh, you know, there's, there's had to been a certain amount of education to the consumer because that has changed quite a bit. So Jimmy, what do you think, um, the misconceptions, the biggest misconceptions are about the industry? Yeah, I think it is coming around. Uh, I think that for the most part, people still have this old style mentality that, that a shop is out to get them. They're out to gouge them. Uh, and to Patrick's point, the, the industry has changed. Uh, the amount of codes in a Ford F-150, 143,000 lines of code in a F-150, that is past the rocket scientist. Uh, the fighter jets these days have 34,000 line of code. We are much more complicated. And if you're a Papa Hood today of a 2020 vehicle, everything is covered. Everything has a plastic shield over it or a metal shield over it. Consumers don't know how to work on their cars. And so they do have to bring it to a shop and they don't know what needs to be done. So the more we can educate them on what needs to be done on their vehicle, 
what they need to do to keep it safe on the road, that builds a, a stronger trust between a shop and a consumer so that the consumer continues to come back. According to AAA, they did a study and they uh, 76% of people today, 76% of people today do not trust automotive repair shops. When you use pictures and video to show a customer, then it, it flip-flops and now 64% of customers do believe what you're saying. And, you know, trust comes with time. So the more you're able to educate and engage that customer, they keep coming back. You keep them safe on the road. It does become better. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm writing a note because I had like five ideas go through my head as you were talking. Um, to me, I learned I something. That effect. I do. That. <laughs> yeah. It was all blank, though. It was just blank things. No. Five blank um, things. <laughs> um, it was interesting. I learned something uh, in the last two weeks. You know, we have in our industry have been trying to shift to become technicians using words like technicians, um, you know, automotive service, you know, maintaining the car. The number one search is for mechanic. It's still the number one search in uh, at least in the places I've looked and and in what I've been told, uh, which I find I find interesting. Um, What what what. One of the things that concerns me is that we still have shops and shop owners that are that believe in the same maintenance and maintenance schedules as a 1960s or a 1970s automobile uh, in our industry. So we're still, uh, you know, we're still pushing. We're, we're still pushing. Yeah. yeah, the the 3,000 mile oil change uh, instead of um, in my shop we did service we serviced the car, uh, which. I think we, we looked at it differently. Um, uh, Patrick, um, do you think that we still have quite a few shop owners that are kind of stuck in the 1970s or maybe the 1980s um, and, and, and still believe that, that that car is the same car and needs to be maintained the same way or taken care of the same way? Yeah, I think, I think a majority of uh, the shops, and, and that, that goes to uh, the fact that these shop owners have owned the shop since the 70s and 80s, um, and they haven't kept up. I know for, for me, um, I've, I've purchased three shops in the last couple years, and um, all of them were doing things old school. And, you know, uh, and most of them have stayed on with me for a period of time during the transition, and they were amazed at uh, the, the, the way we do business, how different it is. And, um, yeah, most, most shop owners are, are definitely stuck in the stone age. Um, things have changed dramatically with not only the cars, but they're, and, and here's the, here's the problem. The shop owners haven't kept up. They, they, they get people used to doing things a certain way. And, uh, it's, it's unfortunate because, because it is different now. Uh, the cars are different. The way we maintain the cars needs to be different. So we, we really probably have an industry problem as much as we have a perception problem from the public. Yeah. Um, in that we still see ourselves as 1970s, 1980s uh, mechanics in large 
doing the same things over and over. I see Jimmy, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see um, it. I, I travel all over the country. I go yeah. to shops all the time. Uh, and you want to know the shops that are extremely successful is those that have adopted technology. They have adopted digital inspections. They've adopted video blogging. They've adopted technology because the consumer has made that shift as well. Mm-hmm. 2007 came out with smartphones. Everybody's going to their smartphone. That's where they're getting their education. So if your shop isn't educating them, somebody else is, and somebody else is getting the work. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting. Um, 10 years ago, probably, maybe it was 12, maybe it was 13, whatever, you know, um, people were saying, you know, do we need to worry about the millennials? Do we need to, you know, worry about, you know, grandma and grandpa and how they find us? Um, and, and I thought, no, because grandma and grandpa, they're still doing things the old way. So if I have an older client base, I, I'm still going to do things the old way, you know, uh, my marketing, etc. But the funny thing is, I'm, I'm grandpa now. And you know what I do? <laughs> Everything is here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just like the, the, the 34 year old in that I find everything there. So yeah. even grandma and grandpa, they've in adopted. Order to stay in touch with the grandkids yeah. and the kids and all that, they've changed yeah. the way they do things and the way they, what they're looking for. Yeah. You know, I think no. in my dad's day, they were looking for a great mechanic. And I still think that the consumer wants someone that they feel confident can take care of their car. But I think they're looking for so much more uh, uh, in, in terms of the shop. And uh, I think it, it has to do with cleanliness and, and all kinds of things uh, that, that, that they never were concerned about or they never thought about before. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's, that's kind of an interesting uh, piece. Yeah. A right? great way to demonstrate that is using shop videos. They get to right. see your people. They get to see your shop. They get to see your amenities. They get to see in the bays. Uh, you've got to do this. You have to do. And, and to social media, to grandpa, stalking the grandkids, TikTok, the, the fastest growing social media platform, TikTok, uh, uh, 45% of TikTok users are 35 and older. Huh. Right. And it's the fastest growing by the end of this year, you'll see them valued at $75 billion, B billion. Wow. So I need to, I need to buy some stock in, in TikTok. In TikTok. <laughs> um, the, 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 to me, there's, there's been such a dramatic change since I've been in the industry, mm-hmm. uh, really even in what the consumer wants from the shop. And I think if we don't make that adjustment, we're in trouble. Now I've, I've been selling at the counter and, and teaching sales and all of that for 40 years. Okay. And I still believe that the most important thing is kind of that relationship that you build with the consumer. Uh, and, and I think that that means that I have to change. Um, if the consumer is looking for something different, then I have to be that something different. Um, do you, um, so if that relationship is all important, what, what does the consumer want from today's shop? The average consumer. Now, obviously, there's still people that just want the cheapest thing in the world. I, I'm not caring about those. Um, I'm looking at the other 85% that are looking for uh, uh, more. 
What, what, what are they looking for, Jimmy? What, what do you think a typical consumer is looking for? They're, they're looking for a cause. They're looking for a relationship. They're looking to make sure that they're being taken care of. And they want to know that they have an advocate in the industry that will take care of their vehicle. They're not coming to you just for an oil change. They're coming to you to maintain their vehicle, make sure that they stay safe on the road. Uh, the the greatest uh, educational uh, experience I, I saw happen to a shop where uh, a gentleman brought in his car and got an oil change and a week later had to bring it back to get the brakes replaced. Uh, it, it was down is down too far. And, and the customer said to the shop owner, I come to you to maintain my vehicle. If I wanted an oil change, I'll go over to the quick lube place and I'll just go get an oil change. But I come to you because I want you to check over my entire vehicle and make sure that you're taking care of me. I have trust that you will do that from now on, which the shop owner does, because that's the greatest lesson he learned is that he's there to take care of the vehicle and take care of the customer so that they are safe on the road. What if we told you that you could get quality training and education conveniently and without emptying your pockets? Our gear platform presents great education and resources for automotive shops, courses led by experts inside and outside our industry, a community of like-minded people to engage with, and a resource library at your fingertips. With a monthly membership, you can gain access to every course we have in the library, as well as the multiple courses we add each and every month. With the ability to watch wherever and whenever you'd like, gear provides the training you've been looking for at only $129 a month. For help with improving your business, head to ifrave.com and click on the courses we teach to sign up for a better business and a better life today. Go ahead. Excuse me, Jimmy. I, I think more and more the consumer expects us to look at their car. Um, and it wasn't always like that because, you know, you would bring your car in back in the 70s and 80s for a tune-up every 30,000 miles. You know, you'd set the points, put a set of plugs in it, and that's they, there was nothing else, right? But the cars today, there's so many, so many moving parts, <clears throat> so many things that can go wrong, and so many things that can deteriorate. They expect us to look over their car and and find and fix these problems before they leave them stranded. I remember a, a story that uh, I used to. I did some work for Chubby um, Fredericks, and and Chubby took his mom's car in and uh, to one of his shops that he was working with. And they, you know, they did the oil change, the service on the car. And as they were driving out, Chubby was following his mom and there was a taillight out. And when Chubby called the shop and said, Hey, you guys missed a taillight. The guy says, no, no, we were only changing the oil. And Chubby said, but you don't understand when I when I'm asking you to change the oil, I'm asking you to take care of the car. And if there's a tail light out, I don't want my mom being pulled over or getting in an accident because she had a tail light out. You know, um, and to me that kind of that kind of stuck home. Now, as a salesperson, which is kind of how I th- what I think I am, right? I mean, that's probably been my most consistent identity throughout my life. Um, to me, the, the relationship with the person is the most important thing. And, and it's always kind of been the most important thing. I want my customers to understand that I'm going to take care of them. You know, I go to my doctor. <clears throat> my doctor's an interesting guy. The first time I went to the doctor, he looked at me and said, oh, my God, you're huge. Man, you got to lose some weight. 
Um, and that was the start of our relationship. But do you really want a doctor that's going to look at you if you're, you know, hundred pounds overweight and say, Oh, how are you doing today? Or do you want someone that's going to say, you know, we need, we need you to be healthy. And, and I'm the guy that you've tasked to do that. So this is what I think you should do. It's kind of funny when I go in, if there's a new medication he wants, or if he's worried about something, my blood pressure, whatever, he's like, well, we got this medication. And I'll go, well, doc, you know, I don't really want to take another medication. He goes, well, how long do you want to live? That's, <laughs> that's his, you know, that's his comment, you know? And I think with customers, they don't want to spend money on their car. I mean, nobody wakes up and goes, oh boy, I get to spend money on my car today. Yeah. But how long do you want that car to live? And, and how, how um, trustworthy do you want that car to be? So um, what do you think, um, how do you think we should be educating our customers? Um, do we need to tell them it's a different day and age and that the car is different? Um, do we need to tell them, you know, look, this is what the manufacturer suggests, yet I don't necessarily agree with the manufacturer. And I think that this is more important for the vehicle. Um, I, 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 it's interesting to me that as I train uh, service advisors and people in the industry, a lot of them are like, well, if the manufacturer doesn't suggest something different, then I don't want to suggest something different. I know in California, couple of years ago, maybe even last year, they were talking about um, some laws or rules about only recommending what the manufacturer suggests. Mm-hmm. Um, do you necessarily agree with the manufacturer, uh, Patrick, when you're no. okay? No. Um, and so how do you educate your customers when you're talking to them about something different than what the manufacturer is recommending? I, I, I tell them, I tell them based on my experience, this is what I've seen. And, uh, you know, we all know the manufacturer wants you to buy another car. Um, there's a reason that the, uh, the list of things to maintain their car only goes up to 120,000 miles. There's a reason for that. Uh, and that's, and that's usually how I start the conversation. Um, you know, I say you can maintain your car the way they want you to. And it'll last as long as it lasts. You can maintain the car the way I recommend, and you can drive the car as long as you want. Um, that's usually how I broach the subject because there's a reason that it only goes up to 120,000 miles. Okay. Um, uh, Jimmy, as a consumer, uh, when you're taking your car somewhere, it's, it's probably pretty interesting because, you know, you have been in hundreds of shops and you yeah. know lots of shop owners, lots of consultants and coaches and all kinds of stuff. What are you looking for when you're taking your car into the shop? Uh, I'm looking to make sure that I get taken care of. Uh, and so when I take it in, I, I try not to diagnose what's wrong. I'll just say, Hey, something's wrong with the car or truck. Uh, my daughter has an 05 Pontiac Grand Am and there's a lot wrong with that car, but I'm not going to tell them what's wrong. Cause I don't know. I'm not a technician. I'm, I don't know, but I'll give them the scenario. It sounds like this when I do this and, and it's really weird. And there's a weird smell that comes out when you're going 30 miles an hour. So, you know, good luck, figure it out. Uh, I want them to take care of me and document it. And when they send a digital inspection to me, I'm not mechanical. I don't understand. I'm not, I, I, 
don't ask me to change out an engine. I'm not going to do, I can't do it. I mean, I could, it take me 14 times longer than it would somebody who's trained. I could do it, but I'm, that's not, that's not my skill set. I'm looking to see what's worn, torn, frayed, broken, cracked, leaking. That I do understand. I understand worn, torn, broken, cracked, leaking. I, I, I can understand that. So they document these things to say, hey, Jimmy, you need to replace this water pump and this bracket that's holding it. It's broken in this tensioner. It's broken as well. They, they're documenting these things for me to help me understand so I make a better decision. I drove it in for an oil change. I'm going to drive it out. So if you're going to come to me with a $2,500 repair bill, I need more than a verbal. Yeah, okay. I need more than an explanation. I need to see it, hear it, feel it, touch it, smell it. And you can't do that because I'm in the office. I'm, I'm out of town. I'm not available. But you can send me pictures and you can't send me videos. But I kind of fight against that. Um, you know, when I was doing the bulk of my sales, we didn't have the tools we have today. So it really was, hey, uh, Jimmy, this is Cecil. And, you know, we've looked at the car and here's the issues that we're finding on the car. And here's why I suggest you go ahead and let us do those things. And I never had the, the advantage of the picture or the DVI uh, for the customer, the client. And, and yeah. it, it kind of bugs me in a way that here we are now, you know, relying on the DVI to sell the work instead of the relationship between the service advisor yeah. and the customer. And I think, yeah. I think some of the people in our industry have kind of gone kind of south on us there. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're sending this, this digital vehicle inspection. They're not they're really even having it. a conversation and they're letting the customer select what they want to do. To me, that's, that, that's painful. It is. And you're absolutely right. The consumer, the market today is not what it was uh, in the 70s and 80s and 90s. Totally different. People are going to their smartphone and they're getting educated on YouTube. They think according to, uh, you know, Scotty, whatever his name is, that they can change a timing belt in five minutes. Can't be done. Yeah. But a YouTube video would say you could. The consumer has changed. And, And to your point, Cecil, if a consumer is saying, Hey, you know what, Jimmy uh, uh, or Cecil, I, I, I've got I've got eight hundred dollars right now that I can put into the car, and you want eighteen hundred dollars to do it all. Uh, I I can do these eight hundred today. Can we book out this other thousand for next month? And then comes the conversation to say, yes, you can hold off on it, or no, you can't. This is actually a safety issue. Here, why don't you apply for our credit? Yeah, I think there are times where you can't say it's okay to let the car not be taken care of. Right. Um, And I think those are few and far between, but there are times where you have to just say, I'm sorry. I know you only have 800, but if you can't fix it, then you should park it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I had a scenario. I had a, I needed a new battery. Cold cranking amps was way low. I didn't have the 150 bucks. 180 bucks for a new battery. And he says, Jimmy, I don't know if you're going to last two days, two weeks, two months. He says, I don't know, but you're going to need it. So I went on my merry way and right after the next payday, <laughs> got a battery done. I had to have a battery. It's yeah, not yeah. that I wanted a battery. I had to have a battery. I think, I think it, I think it all starts, uh, Cecil, you're, you know, you touched on it. it it's still, about the relationship. People want a relationship. 
with yeah. with their um, automotive service people. They they want that relationship. Um, the the digital inspection, even though it's fantastic, and I use it, um, it's it's a tool. Uh, it's not it's not it's not how I sell stuff. Um, that is just a platform by which I can present the information. Um, it's still, um, you still have to have the relationship. You've got to have those people skills, those soft skills to build the relationships with the consumer. Um, you know, I encourage, I teach my service writers, you know, um, when we have a new customer, we want to get out from behind the counter. We want to walk around the car with them. We want to, we want to identify those things uh, that we can talk to them about and, and start building those bonds and those relationships, because this is still a relationship business. Um, uh, I don't want my guys uh, saying, you know, there's the picture. This is what it needs. This is how much it is. And that's it. Uh, I want, I want an explanation why it's important. These people need, they want that. They want to be educated on, on the importance of it and, and how it's going to make their life better. So I, I think that in a, in a sales sense, when the customer understands why I need this and how, you know, how it fits into the safety or the reliability of the vehicle, then they're better able to make um, a good decision. And usually that good decision is take care of the car. Mm -hmm. uh, people don't want to, they don't want a vehicle that's going to be unreliable, right? Nobody does. Um, and, and I think, you know, if you look at the different personalities, unreliable uh, equates to everybody. You know, I just, I just want to make sure that I understand. Now, I think we can overdo it sometimes when we get too invested in, I need this money in my bank, um, and push too hard on a, on a consumer, uh, on a, on a, a client or a customer and, uh, I think we, I don't know, I'm, I'm probably one of the guys that would be the one that would push a little hard because I understand if you take care of your car, that your car takes care of you, right? Um, yeah. And you're doing uh, that from a place of love. You, you want them to be safe on the road. You, you need them to know that you have their best interest in place. And, and, and sometimes, I'm not saying all the time, and I'm not saying it's you either, Cecil, people will buy once out of fear. Mm -hmm. Right. If they understand, <clears throat> if you've helped to educate them and they understand, they will come back to buy from you over and over and over again because well, you're helping to take care of them. So I think I think one of the things that frustrates me as a consultant is um, shops that don't take taking care of that car as seriously as I want them to take taking care of that car. You know, I think I think we have a a moral obligation. Yeah, you do um, to our clients that when the car needs something, uh, that we're that not only do we find it first of all. I so there are so many piss poor inspections going on in shops, and and there's a lot of shops that are running this um, oil change model. We'll just get as many cars as possible in. And, you know, if something's broken and, and glaring, we'll tell the customer about it. But if it's not broken and glaring, we're not going to say anything. It, it, it makes me crazy because I think about things in terms of my doctor. And if he sees something, I, I need him to speak up. You know, how I they, know. 
I yeah, want to know. That. They do that. You know, if you see something, say something. Mm-hmm. That's what I want my doctor to do. And frankly, that's what I want my shop to do. Um, I'm not even, even me. I mean, I was a master technician for 27 years. Um, I let that go about 10 years ago. And uh, frankly, I don't know, I could probably get it back, but it, it, it wouldn't have any meaning to me because I don't work on cars. Um, but even me, I'm not qualified uh, sometimes to make the decision about should that be done or should that not be done? I really do rely on my shop to, uh, to convince me, right? To tell me that's what my, my vehicle needs. Um, recently, I took my truck in uh, uh, really for the service, uh, I had a light on a tire problem and, uh, uh, it had a clunk in the back, uh, and the, and the rear defrost not working. So I give them this list of things and sure enough, they call me back three hours later. Um, uh, Hey Cecil, you need rear brakes. You need this, you need that. It's $3,100. And, and that's painful. I mean, that was painful. Uh, uh, and of course, you know, I, I pop off an expletive and then I'm like, okay, when's it going to be done? Uh, because I need, you know, I need a reliable vehicle to get me where I need to go. Otherwise I don't, I can't make a living. I can't do what I need to do. Um, all right. Um, uh, we're going to take a, a quick break here. Uh, I want to mention a couple of things. We have our, uh, our Mars conferences. We have our second conference coming up management leadership. Jimmy, you were involved in the first one. Um, which was a rousing success. Everyone that was there just thought it was the greatest thing in the world. Uh, we're bringing in experts from inside and outside of the industry to talk about management and leadership on May the 2nd and 3rd. Uh, we, we have 80 seats and only 80 seats. Uh, I think we're about a third of the way full today. Uh, I expect us to be full in the next three weeks before we get going. So if you're interested in that, uh, go to the institute, iforabe.com, look us up. Uh, we also have our service mastery program. I believe it's the most comprehensive service advisor training in the industry today. It's a year-long training uh, where we work with them uh, through the internet, through uh, training in class. They have their own coach and, and consultant that's working with them. We've seen amazing results. We've seen um, margin increases of 9%. We've seen average repair order increases of 200% uh, on average. And uh, uh, of $200, sorry, not 200%. Uh, um, but it's a, it's a great program. We'd love to have you uh, or your service advisor in it. Uh, and uh, that's all I'm going to say now. And now we'll get back to the, to the we got to pay the bills, you know what I'm saying? Um, uh, so we can keep doing these things. Um, we, we have uh, 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 the customer, the consumer, um, wants a relationship. The, the person I'm looking for as a shop owner wants a relationship. And, and that relationship includes education. How, how far do you go? What do you stop at? Or is there a stopping uh, a place? You're thinking about it, right? Yeah, I, I don't think too much is too much. I, I think you go all the way. Um, shop videos is the next thing that shops need to do. You need to do it professionally and you need to do it uh, daily on a, a Facebook live just well, to help educate the customer and show them what's going on. I, in the old days, um, old days, two years ago, three years ago, um, <laughs> uh, to me, one of the more important things on the website was 
having pictures of the shop, you know, the, and the service advisor, the person they're going to deal with to make the customer feel at ease. And now we have the capacity to put video out there and, and really show them their experience and, and maybe even have a little heart to heart conversation with that customer before they even show up. Yeah. Now, Um, do you know why? Do you understand the psychology behind all of this shop video stuff? There's a, there's a comfort level to it all. For me, if I, if I know you or I feel like I know you, then I'm more comfortable. It makes it easier for me. And, and, and and I think that's the, you know, we, we have so many amazing tools. I mean, you know, like this, so we're not live right now, but we're going to post this. And people will watch this on Facebook and then they're getting to know Jimmy Lee and, and Cecil and, and Patrick. Um, but they're also getting some good education. And then they say something like, well, man, I really like that Jimmy Lee guy. Um, you know, I need, I need to hear some more about what he says. And then they you know, they go further. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the, I look at the, the internet and, and my part on the internet as a battle. Right. I, I, I look at all the other shops are battling for their space and their information, et cetera. And if I can elbow them out where I'm the I'm the guy. I win the game, you know, yeah. to me. That's how I win. Yes. And I think we, we have more tools today than we've ever had for educating our, our, our consumers, our customers, yeah. our potential customers. Yeah, and, and the, the the video that you're talking about is is one of those tools. And if if there are other shops, I mean, in in the, the last shop I ran in Mountain View, we had 41 shops within a mile. So if you drew a mile radius around us, there were 41 shops besides ourselves in that radius. And when I think about that, of those 41 shops, how many of those guys today are using all the tools? I can tell you right now, if I was still there. We'd be using every tool we could um, because most of the other guys, they're not even in the game. They haven't even even dressed yet. You know, they're still in the locker room or not even in the locker room. They're still coming to the stadium. Um, I want to be in the game and fully invested in the game. Totally agree. So let me give you the two reasons why you do videos. And then I'm going to give you the seven reasons why a shop needs a video. So the two reasons, one, to Cecil, what you've just talked about, you want to have that relationship with your shop. You want to have that relationship before you walk through the door. So you want to see the guys, see the shop, see the bays. That, that's good. The second is, and let's go to Google. This is a Google Play. You want to have a video on your website because the average visitor to a website, if it has video, stays an average two minutes longer on your website. Hmm. which helps your search engine optimization, which helps your ranking with Google. Because when consumers come to your site, they're staying longer and they take that call to action. And Google and Google looks it. at that and says, this is a more legitimate business. So I show up more likely yes. on the Google search stuff. Yes, yes. And let's take it one step further too, that you've got this information out there uh, in Google Put on the closed captioning, you now have custom content, which Google wants to see. You've got natural conversation. This is one of the changes Google made back in November custom. is to introduce, well, not only custom content, natural speech. Interesting. Interesting. So what, 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 what thrills me about that kind of stuff is 
if I'm, if I have, so I have, um, I have what I call mentors. I have people in the industry. You may not know it, Jimmy, but you're a mentor to me in a, in a way because you know more about some of this stuff than I do. Yeah. So when I when I talk to you, I'm trying to pick your brain. I'm trying to I'm trying to find out you know what can I use that's going to give me the advantage either yeah. as a consultant or as a as a business owner that other guys are not paying attention to. And 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 I have when it comes to marketing, I have about six guys that I listen to a lot and I want to talk to on a regular basis because they're up. I mean, and yeah. Google uh, is changing Ugh. every day, constantly, right? 500, 500 times a year. They change their algorithm 500 times a year. Yes, there are some months that have a major huge push. And Bert was the most recent one that is just spinning everybody in circles. Yeah. Uh, it, it's crazy. But to, to shop videos, the, the shops that have shop videos are seeing a 66% more uh, conversion to leads, conversion to a phone call, conversion then that for therefore also converts to customers. They're seeing a 66% increase in their qualified leads. Wow. So what I need is a consulting company as a division that is doing videos for my shops um, uh, because we do so many great videos for our own company. Um, that's one thing that we we just tear it up. I mean, we're, yeah. we're out there all the time. There's a ton of different advisor training options in the industry, making the choice that much harder to make. Some shove too much into too little of a time frame. They can be inconvenient and costly, or they're just filled with unhelpful, non-applicable information. So how are you supposed to create confident and capable service advisors? The Advisor Mastery Program from the Institute is the industry's leading service advisor training, now almost entirely online. With one-on-one -on -one coaching, KPI tracking, live community trainings, a resource library, and more, there's no wonder why advisors who finish the program have seen their efforts rewarded with more confidence, higher arrows, and better sales. If you're ready to stop settling for mediocre and start ruling the counter, join the Advisor Mastery Program today. Head to iframe.com and register now. We'll see you in class. Um, let's, let's, um, um, what, what, uh, Patrick, what does the customer, uh, I mean, I could go marketing. We could, we could spend the next three hours talking about uh, well, all of the marketing stuff. Sure. And, and yeah. I think it's of extreme hey, value. Cecil, let's add to this a document and we'll give anybody who's watching this, we'll give you the top seven reasons why you need to have shop videos. And I'll just stop right there. Wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Um, and then they can read it. They can yeah. study. Do you have well, a video on the top seven reasons of why you need to do video? No. And you know what? I need to do that. You're exactly right. And here's the reason why. When we learn, we learn visually. 80% of what you see and learn, you retain. 20% of what you read, you retain. So those that are, have videos that increase, that it's so much higher, so I would, much higher. I would actually say in our industry that probably it's even less of what you read because we have so many guys that are ADHD. They can't, they can't stay focused on that one thing for very long. <laughs> so the video is much better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Patrick, so your point, you, I will get that done. Cool. 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 Um, Patrick, what do you think uh, customers really want to hear from us? What, you know, what, how do we educate, how, how do we best educate our customers? Well, uh, it all starts, it starts, you know, at the counter. Um, I know for, for me, what I teach my service writers is, you know, uh, 
perfect example is uh, Hyundai Kias. You know, whenever I get a customer who's recently purchased one of those, there are certain maintenance things uh, that that those vehicles need because they're direct injected. So um, I try to uh, convey to them these are the things and kind of prepare them. These are the kinds of maintenance items that you'll need, and I try to teach my service riders um, to tailor what we what we teach our our customer at the counter before they or during the drop off process just to kind of prepare them. Um, I think consumers want to know these things. Um, you know, they're always asking. You know, what kind of car should I buy? I'm gonna thinking about buying a car for my daughter. They're so that they're always looking to us to educate them. So um, they they did a survey of fifty thousand women. Now this this goes back probably fifteen years ago in uh, ten major cities. So we're talking um, uh, fifty thousand women, and they asked them why they go to the shop that they go to. So that was one of the questions. Resoundingly, and I mean something like seventy eight percent of those women said because they educate me. Mm-hmm. Number two in that list was uh, because they treat me like an equal. They don't talk yeah. down to me. Yeah. So I, when, when I asked you that question about, you know, how do you educate your customer? I still think that there's a foundational piece that has to exist. And that is, there has to be a relationship between you and the customer where the customer feels like whatever you're going to tell them is of value to the customer. So they have to, they have to trust you. Um, I would say you don't have to be likable, but you have to be trustable. Um, but I think, I think it's both really, if you really want, you know, the best, um, opportunity to, to help that person out. Well, not only that, but you know, uh, you know, there, there's another piece to this, you know, the shop's gotta be, gotta be clean. It's gotta be, uh, it doesn't have to be, uh, you know, like a coffee shop necessarily, but, you know, the shop's got to be clean. Your, your, your staff's got to be presentable. You got to look professional. Um, you know, most still to this day, there's a lot of auto repair shops. When you walk in, there's grease on the walls. You know, there's, there's, there's a lot more to it than just, you know, explain to the customer the needs of the car. Um, but that's probably a conversation for another podcast, but. But, but um, I, I think, I think education is not just what you say. It's, it's, it's the whole experience sure. that the is going to have. Absolutely. You know, recently, uh, we took the staff to Vision, and uh, we, we ate out a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, we went to a breakfast place, and it wasn't, it wasn't dirty, but it wasn't clean. And, um, you know, you, when you look around and you see things that somebody should pick up, like, uh, you know, a dirty... Uh, napkin on the floor or some food that got dropped uh, and the, and the staff is walking past that and over it, it, it gives you that kind of feeling that you don't want to have. And, and so, you know, when it comes to picking breakfast, you know, three days later, you're like, well, let's not go back. Right. Right. Let's find somewhere else. I'm, I'm willing to try something brand new as opposed to go back to some place where I'm not comfortable. And, yeah. and maybe I would say, you know, when you look at the personality profiles, um, you know, about half the population really pays attention to that stuff and about half the population doesn't. So for certain personalities, the, the cleanliness, not so important 
But for people like me uh, that are that are you know the D's or the or the the uh, the C's, they 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 really care about the environment. Yeah, because it makes them uh, you know just like that video that that we were talking about makes me feel more comfortable seeing your shop and knowing who I'm going to talk to and knowing where the entrance is and and uh, etc. When the place is is clean and organized, I feel better. And the better I feel, the more likely I'm going to listen to what you have to say to me. Exactly. That was exactly my point. Um, you know, it's, it's, it all works together. There has to be, I mean, you could be the smartest guy in the world uh, explaining this stuff uh, to your customer. And if your shops it looks like, a, you know, like a, uh, auto repair shop that, you know, from the movies, you know, you know, uh, it's, that's, that's not going to go over well and they're not going to be receptive. So, you know, it's, it's a whole, whole package deal, you know, that your, your staff's got to be presentable, professional. I think it's even, I think it's even more important as you talk about the, the, not the millennials, but the neos, the, the people that are now consuming, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe my generation, not as important, but as we have a different type of a consumer, those kinds of things become more and more important. Yeah. Um, uh, Jimmy, what would your what would your advice be to the the shops that you know, as far as educating the customer? I mean, you're telling me I got I need video, but is there more that, that I can do? Is there more than that? More than video? Yeah. So there's two different types of videos you need to be doing. Number one is to have a professionally shot video that shows three things. Number one, what is unique about your shop? What makes the difference for your shop? Number two, you want customer testimonials. And this is a professionally done, well-lit, good quality audio uh, recording of a customer testimonial. These videos are about three minutes each. And third, you want, and this goes to every shop in the country, you want technicians saying, that this is the greatest place to work in the world and you'd be crazy not to come and drop your resume here. Those three things absolutely need to be done professionally and you need them on your website and you need to post them properly because if you do it wrong, it just absolutely kills your page speed loading. You got to do it right. So then the other side of it is to show the human side, to show the, the funny things that happen and the great things that happen around the shop. These are the 15-second, 30-second videos that are, are fun, quick, easy. Hey, today's Ford Day, and you got all Fords <laughs> in the in the bays. Or, hey, today's the Beamer Day, and you got all Beamers in the shop. Or, today's Red Car Day, and you got red cars all in the shop. Or, today's Bring Your Pet to Work Day, and you've got the shop dog and the shop cat and things like that. So these are your um, social cues that you're putting out there. These are important. And these are the ones that you want to put out there. And I would even say that there's also a third video that you do that is not professional. This is done from your smartphone. And it's an explanation of from you as a shop owner to your potential raving fan. Hey, I know I've had a lot of questions about timing belts here recently there are two different types. There's a timing belt and a timing chain. Come on over here. I want you to, I'm going to show you what a timing chain is and you can show blah, blah, blah. These do stretch. They get dirty. They corrode. And when it breaks, yeah. you're, you're sunk. You are buying a new engine. 
Stop wasting your time trying to find a magic bullet. There isn't one. However, our Keys to Automotive Business Success teaches the foundations of a successful automotive shop and gets you started on the right path, which is pretty close. You'll learn how to set actionable and achievable goals, understand your financial model, and how to communicate more effectively with your team. This course was designed to jumpstart your results, not waste your time. Take the class today and you'll learn how to start creating the business and life you want. Visit ifrave.com to register for the class at only $49 and available to take wherever and whenever you'd like. It's what every shop owner needs to kickstart their business into success. Blah, blah, blah. But I think, <laughs> I, I think um, you know, I, I often think one of the things we did at our shop when we had a new client on the phone, often when I had someone that was a price shopper that was questioning, I would say something like, man, you really owe it to yourself to come down and, and see our shop. Just spend a couple of minutes with me. I'll walk you around the shop. I used to take people around the shop, show them how clean it was, you know, talk about our, why we do what we do and, and kind of how we think about cars and customers. Mm-hmm. And I knew that if I could, if I could have that two or three minutes with you, that you were going to likely be my, my customer, right? Yeah. You got them hooked right there. Yeah. And, and if you weren't, frankly, if you saw that and, and you didn't want to be my customer, then you probably didn't fit well in my shop anyway. So that yeah. was, that was extremely valuable time. And now I could do that on camera and have a real conversation. I haven't yeah. even thought about that. Thank you, Jimmy. I think we're going to do that. So um, it, it, it's twofold, right? Yeah. Because the customer is doing that. They are going online. They are seeing your shop before they get there. Yeah. Now, when they get there, and I would say, keep doing that two to three oh, minute yeah, walk around yeah. because that they want to hear it from you live. Well, now you're reading kind of body that. language. If, 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 the, if the consumer or you know, potential client, customer, whatever you want to call them, feels like, hey, this is a guy that really cares about what he does. Yeah. Uh, this is a guy that really cares about his customers. This is a business that, you know, looks good and feels good to me. Then yeah. the odds of them being a customer and spending money with me. And, and, and once they've done that, the odds of them coming back again and again, just go up through the ceiling. And, and, and know, they're going to be receptive to what you have to say. Right. And I, I want a relationship with yeah. my customers. Um, um, because I think it's important because to me, it's important, right? Yeah. It's, 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 it's part of what I get out of this transaction, yeah. you know, is, is that, that relationship yeah. uh, between uh, uh, my customers and my potential uh, customers. Um, uh, do you think, you know, in, in training service advisors, I, I'm, I, there's, there's one personality type that really needs to know, how the timing belt works and how the pistons and the valves work and all of that stuff. But do you really think that for the average customer, the typical person that walks across the door, that that kind of stuff really matters that much? No, they want to know that, you know, right. That's what so you they feel like. Yeah. It might not. If you can explain something simply, right. The kiss method, then you know what you're talking about. Yeah. My doctor, I know he cares about me. And I know he cares about my health and I know that I can have a conversation with him, but I trust him when he comes to me and says, you know, um, two visits, uh, I go in every six months diabetic. So, uh, two visits ago, he said, Cecil, you know, people of your age, <laughs> um, who are diabetic, uh, start to have problems with, uh, cholesterol buildup, et cetera. 
So we want to put you on a statin. Uh, and I'm, a, he knows I'm an anti-drug guy. So yeah. he's like, this is really important, Cecil, you need this. Um, so, you know, he's almost like you, you have no choice. You're going to go on a statin drug. Um, I kind of appreciate that about him because I trust him, right? When I go see him, I, I feel like this is the guy, this is where I want to be because, you know, he's going to tell me the right thing. Uh, and I think that's probably most important to clients is that they understand that you know what you're talking about and that you care about taking care of uh, that vehicle. All yeah. right. So this thing, these things never, they never go right where I want them to go. And they always go by exceptionally fast. So <laughs> we're, um, we're coming to the end um, of all of this. And uh, uh, the last question, a uh, simple one, you know, what single piece of advice would you give the shop owner or manager um, uh, uh, to, to help them better educate uh, their potential, potential customers and, and current customers? And probably for me, it would be two things. But um, uh, Patrick, let's go to you first. Oh, let's see. Uh, you know, the, the main thing is you always, <clears throat> you, you want to keep it simple. Like Jimmy said, uh, keep it in simple terms, uh, make sure your business and your staff match, uh, your marketing, all of that stuff has to work together. Uh, everything has to be cohesive. If your shop's dirty, throw a coat of paint on there. Uh, make sure your staff keeps their shirts tucked in, look professional, um, uh, it goes a long way with creating uh, a bond with the consumer and uh, don't, don't over technicalize, I guess uh, what, what you're saying to the customer, keep it simple. Uh, like Jimmy was saying, they just want to know that, you know, uh, and, uh, and treat them the way you want to be treated. I think, I, I think because we're often technicians, we think in a technical way mm -hmm. and we, believe that our customers are thinking in a technical way. And that is far from the truth for most yeah. of my, my, my yes. customers, most, most yes. of my clients. Um, Jimmy, what would your advice be? I, if you were boiling it down to one, you need to tell your story. You, okay. you need to be you. You need to yeah. tell your story. I would tell it in video. I would tell it as much as you can across any, uh, many of these different platforms to tell your story and why you're the, potential raving fan, why they should be coming to you. I think, uh, you know, when we, when we, when we teach sales, we're talking about your unique selling proposition or your unique value proposition, whatever you want to call it. Why I'm a better choice than the guy down the street is, is really super important because it helps you in, in so many different areas of your in, interaction with your customer. Mm -hmm. Even someone who's price shopping on the phone needs to understand that, Price is important, but it's really not the most important thing. The most important thing is, does the shop, does it feel right? Are they going to give you, you know, the right answers? Uh, are they going to educate you and help you understand what you need and why you need it? Um, I think if they don't, then, it, you know, it, then they don't keep those customers. There's just no way. Yeah. Um, I would say I've got a, like three little notes here. Um, one is, it's bigger than you think. 
So the, the average shop owner is, um, is not understanding the bigger picture, all of the things that are involved. So it's not just tuck your shirts in and it's not just smile. And it really is the whole experience. Yeah. Um, the other thing I think is bigger is the opportunities in the marketing arena are large um, for those people that want to and will play, right? Um, uh, video, uh, we, we, you know, up until a few years ago, we didn't have the capacity really to do that and do that properly. And yet now it's, it's really simple. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to caution uh, shop owners out there. If you're going to do a video, tell your story, talk about unique things, but don't tell them how to fix the car. No, heaven. Oh my God, please. Um, <laughs> so, so, and then, so the, the, the other thing is, this is a battle when it comes to winning the hearts and minds of those potential clients out there. And, and there are a lot of uh, weapons to use. You need to be aware of them and you need to use every weapon that you can, you need to learn every weapon. Now, obviously, you know, we try to teach uh, service advisors, owners and managers those things and uh, and help them understand how to use those things. Jimmy, I know you guys, you know, you're always you, you are the, the advocates advocate about, you know, doing the website, doing it right, doing the SEO, uh, et cetera. Um, and then I think you have to care. And, and and not only do you have to care, but you have to show them you care and you show them you care by what you do, not by what you say. Yeah. So, you know, the, the way the shop looks, the way the shop feels, the way the employees feel within the shop, that the customers feel, all of that is just super important because, you know, I can tell you what you need and I can tell you why you need it, but if you're not if you're not comfortable or if you're not willing to listen to me because you have I haven't built that trust with you, then I you know it's it's gonna it's gonna just fly by and not not have the the right effect. Yeah. All right. Um, boy, am I long-winded today, uh, um, which is not different than any other day. Uh, I want to thank both of you f for being here. I think this is going to be really fantastic. I'm sorry we didn't get live on it, but um, I think it's going to be great. Uh, Love you, brother. You thank too, you. bro. Um, and uh, uh, last but not least, you can find us on Spotify and iTunes. Uh, look for the leading edge. Uh, the uh, uh, if you look right here, the, the emblem that looks just like that one. And uh, um, have a wonderful um, and safe uh, week. Take care, guys. Thank you. Bye now. That's it for this one. This episode was brought to you by GearForShops.com and The Institute. To find more episodes or for more information about the services we provide, visit iForAbe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you in the next one.